So when our 60-year-old pipe organ was beginning to break down and we had to decide what we were going to do, one of the options was to buy a pipe organ from a church that was closing in Canton. And as our organ was being rebuilt and restored, we could greatly expand her and her abilities and charm by adding the two pipe organs together. Now, if you don't know, pipe organs run in fashions, not unlike architecture or cars. And they're obviously made by different manufacturers. So no random two pipe organs can just be shoved together because, for example, the sound of the pipes are going to vary vastly. They're just too different. But this organ in Canton was a perfect match, like a doctor once with a blood donor, right? And it was relatively close by, so we were going to save tons of money on shipping. The only downside of it was they wanted far more money for it than we were willing to pay. So we left them shaking their collective heads with our bid, and then we left the country. This is when the choir went to Italy on tour. And early one morning, while we were near the Vatican, I walked to St. Peter Basilica, and there were very few people there at that early in the morning, and I walked over to the shrine of St. Sebastian. And interred there was also St. John Paul II. So I lit a candle, and I knelt down, and I said this prayer. Would you guys do something nice for St. Sebastian Parish in Akron? Then I got up and started my hike back to the hotel. As I was walking back to the hotel, I saw uh, Lynn Stewart, our organist, standing outside, jumping up and down. And when she saw me, she saw, shouted out, you'll never guess who I was just talking to, who said they want us to sell us their organ at our price. And I said, you'll never guess who I was just talking to. <laughs> I didn't know St. Sebastian all that well before I came to this parish, other than that he was the guy that was shot with arrows. But since getting to know him better, I have found him to be a powerful intercessor. When we were going about the process of trying to open up the very first expansion of the Julie Billiard School here at St. Sebastian, we ran into all kinds of problems. And they weren't just difficulties. These were constant and significant project-killing roadblocks. And we would come to the end of a meeting thinking once again, well, this is it. We gave it the old college try. St. Sebastian and St. Julie, if you want this school, you're going to have to do something about it because we are out of tricks. And the next day, I'm not kidding, every time, the next day, the problem would have just dissolved like tissue on rough water. It happened so often that we were just in amazement. But there was a point at which we hit this significant block. Someone had offered a significant amount of funding from outside of the state, but it was dependent upon St. Julie Billiard School being recognized by our bishop as a Catholic institution. And uh, if it's public knowledge now, so I can tell you, but this is when Bishop Lennon was declining and he was going down deep into Alzheimer's and nothing in the diocese was getting done. And the deadline was quickly coming upon us. We did everything we could think of to try to get the paperwork signed. 
and he was failing pretty deeply at this point. And there's a limited amount of things that someone else can do until Rome has appointed someone to take your bishop's place. And so he was in the process of stepping down. Bishop Danny Thomas had not yet been appointed to fill in while we were awaiting our new bishop. And the deadline for the funding was like a day away. So we prayed that last day without much hope. St. Sebastian, St. Julie, if you want this school, you're going to have to do something. And by God, the next day, we received a call from downtown that Bishop Lennon had signed the very document that we needed. And in fact, it was the very last act he performed before he stepped down as bishop. And how that happened, I don't know, except that it was the intercession of our patron saints, because there was plenty of things on his desks that were very, very important that needed immediate action. And for some reason, we had the blessing of having our papers signed, and now we have a highly successful school that will be close to full next year. So do I believe that St. Sebastian is a powerful intercessor? You bet I do. But here is the interesting question. We have a God who is perfectly one and integrated, yet his intellect is so broad and so vast that it takes the level of three persons who can actually communicate with each other. That is so huge, we don't even know how to talk about it well. Does an intellect that huge really need human beings to be intercessors for him? Of course not. No. He knows what we want before we even ask it. However, many of our Protestant brothers and sisters look suspiciously because of this, at our communion of saints. And I feel for them because they're missing out on one of God's great acts of mercy. So God doesn't need anyone to run interference for him. And sure, we could just run our prayer straight up to God. But what does our loving Father achieve through this odd system? Well, one, he gives us evidence. The gift of knowing that there is indeed life after this life that the mission of Jesus was successful and death has been defeated. And for those who follow Christ, the being he gives us does not end with the grave. Further, that there is some mysterious way in which we are all still connected because we belong to the one body of Christ. We are all integrated into that one body of Christ with Christ as the head, and that body cannot be chopped in half even by death. Also, it tells us there are better ways of living than others. That these men and women, these saints, got something right. And that we should look to them to see what they had, what they did, and try to incorporate that into our life. Because, after all, being a saint is, is one of only two options. There is no in-between. There are saints, maybe those who have to stop at purgatory first and then on their way to heaven, and then there is the trip down the mine shaft. That's it. So this whole communion of saints has nothing to do with God employing others to help him with his job. It is what we need. Even secular people know that this is absolutely true, vital. 
This is why we have Washington, D.C., with all its shrines and all its statues to great Americans. Remember them, be like them and what they represent, and do what they did in your way, in your day, and in your life. And tomorrow, we're even going to have a national holiday. The etymology of the word holiday is holy day. And we will be marking on our holiday, Dr. Martin Luther King. And the only difference between what our nation does and what we do is that we believe in the continued help and prayers of the saints. This weekend, we get to celebrate our patron saint, Saint Sebastian. We celebrate his life, do our best to imitate his saintliness, thank God for all the blessings we have received through him, and ask for his continued intercession on our behalf.